All right, we are in the book of 1 Corinthians. One person knew, thank you. Written by who? Paul. He wrote to who? The Church of God in Corinth. All right, Church of God in Corinth. And he's still dealing with some issues with the Church of God in, in Corinth. One quick thing I want to share. Um, high schoolers, there's an announcement for an event. Um, y'all know we have the Dare to Share in two weeks, uh, November 13th. Make sure, is, is that my microphone? Okay. Uh, we might need to grab Mike's pack from his office. He's in a meeting, but just knock. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, so he, um, we, we do have an event um, for high schoolers. It's coming up on November 28th, just to let you know it's an annual event that we do. It's called Friendsgiving. Uh, now, this is not going to be before Thanksgiving this year. Certain things have come up there where we can't do it the Sunday before, so we're doing it the Sunday after Thanksgiving. It's actually going to be at the Walsh house. Sorry, baby. Uh, surprise, it's at our house. And um, uh, it's going, you need to sign up on the list. There's one uh, in the, the foyer. Make sure, one, you sign up, and two, you, you write down what you're going to bring. Uh, Friendsgiving, everybody brings a big dish of, some, of, of, of something. We'll make sure the meat is per, per, provided for. We'll do hot dogs. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. 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 Guys, yeah. So, uh, but make sure you sign up. That's a really a cool, cool event. We have just you know the Dare Share on s- September 13th. That's from noon till 7. What'd I say? That sounded wrong. I knew something was wrong. We also, the next day, have the hoedown. Uh, it's a church-wide deal at the barn, uh, and that's going to be on the 14th from like 5 to midnight. I'm kidding. It's not that late. It's only like 5 to 8, 5.30, 8.30, big meal. So make sure you, you join on, on those. Are we, uh, are we close on this? Y'all just give me a second, because that popping will drive y'all nuts all night, and me too. Is this thing on? Yeah. Uh, let's give a hand for Jeremy Jim, Jim, Combs. Thank you, Jim, Jim, Jeremy. And it, y'all notice he's here each week, and, and he, he came up to me at camp. He, he was there at camp, help, helped out a lot at camp, and said, hey, I'd, I'd love to help out with the, the youth group. So week in and week out, he's sort of spot on to help me in the back tech. He, our tech crew runs great. Let's give our tech tech crew a hand, too, because they, they do a great job. There's a little hum. Do y'all hear the hum? Maybe not. Is that just me? So I'm like, okay, just make sure I'm not going crazy. Work it out. Um, I have a, a story that's sort of funny that occurred about a week and a half ago. I was, um, Joe and I were coming home from so- soccer pra- practice. It was like seven o'clock at night. It was at a time it was still light out. And I noticed on our sidewalk in front of our house, there's a guy parked in a golf cart with his son. And, um, it's just sort of, but it's like right in front of my house, like he's w- waiting for, 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 for something. So, you know, you, you always think, uh-oh, what I do? Because that's what we do. We feel guilty. So I pull in the dry, driveway and park, and I hop out of the car and go, hey, man, what's up? And he gets out of the car and goes, man, I've got to tell you, I'm so sorry, but we broke, broke your fence. I'm like, yeah, you broke my fence? And he said, yeah, we ran into your fence in the backyard with the golf cart. Here's a picture of my fence after the scene. 
Now, if you notice, some of these boards are like 12 feet away from my fence. So it's not like it was like a nudging my fence. It demolished a panel. Here's the side from the, from the road, road view. But the story gets even better. And so I, at that point, it's awkward. He's a neighbor about four doors down. I've talked to him once or twice. Nice guy. And I'm like, no sweat, bro. No problem. No big deal. Just a fence. And he goes, well, he says, I was trying to teach my son how to drift in the golf cart. <laughs> and I said, what? He said, I was trying to teach my son how to drift in the golf cart. And he was drip, 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 drifting, but then he panicked and turned the wrong way and went full-blown through your fence. <laughs> At that point, I went, will you teach me how to drift in a golf, a golf cart? You know, because that sounds pretty cool. I don't know. So I, I felt like, hey, if your fence is going to be knocked down for some reason, that's a pretty good re 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 reason. His, you know, his son was there. His son was probably 14 or so, and he had that look of a, someone that was like, like the seat of shame, you know, he was just like, sorry about your fence, you know, and uh, I'm like, no, no sweat, dude. But this is what I really appreciated about it. That guy didn't have to wait there at my house and let me know that an hour and a half before he had destroyed my fence. He, 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 he could have did it, backed up, no one saw, no cameras on the house, we're out of here, don't tell he's anybody. And I, 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 I pre, appreciate this. He was accountable to what he had done. He sort of fessed up for it. And, and, uh, and so within, and he, 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 the first thing he said was, I, I broke your fence, but I've got someone coming in the morning to, to fix it. And sure enough, by the time I came home from, for lunch the next day, brand new fence up. It, it was a it was amazing. So not only did he fess up to it, he, he, he fixed it. You know, the Word of God frequently talks about us being ac accountable for stuff. There's a list where, uh, that talks how we should be, and those lists, we're ac accountable to live out, right? In one part, it, it, it says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. This is in 1 Timothy ch chapter 6. It says that in verse 10. In verse 11, it says this. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and, gen and gen gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. And it goes on from there. But it gives you a list, right, of, of who we're supposed to be. Is that like a list of the, these are some good things you should think about? Or are these some things that you should do? I mean, they're, they're straight up. There's a verse, 1 Timothy 4.12. I know many of you have heard this. It says this, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and, and purity. Do you know what? When you are a b believer in Christ and you hear that scripture and you know it, what it says, do you know what that means? You're accountable for it. You're accountable for your speech. The, w the way you talk to someone. It's not just, well, I don't cuss, so I'm good. It's, 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 it's the way I tr treat someone with my speech. Are my words tr truthful but, but kind? They, you know, are, 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 are they, uh, is my, is my co conduct right? Do I love the way that Christ has called me to love? Do I, uh, is, is 
purity a part of my life. These are not, once you know the word of God, is it a suggestion or is it a command? I think we, we, we want to sometimes say, well, it's sort of a suggestion because we're human, we're not, not perfect, and we struggle. But it's a command for us to follow. We're accountable to it. We're going to jump into our text tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. Uh, and I want you to see this because there are some things that someone is accountable for. And it's important for you to know, and I'll explain that in a, uh, just a minute. It says this, uh, and I'm going to ask you to stand with me in honor of God's word. 1 Corinthians ch chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. Just follow along with me. This, this, is, this, is, this is what it says. This is how one should regard us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by, by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. For I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby, that, but I'm not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. Uh, Lord, the, the truth that is here. Lord, this truth affects everybody in this room. Uh, and so, Lord, when we hear your word, may we respond to it in the appropriate way, no matter if we're 11 or 12 or 30 or 40 or 50. Lord, may we be faithful to what your word says. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all have a seat. Now, in verse 1 of chapter 4, this is what he, he says. This is how one should regard us. So when we read this, we think automatically the us he's talking about is the church. Remember, you might not remember, but last week we talked about, he was talking about who the church should be or who the church is called to be, right? If I turn this mic on, will, will it work? This one on? Perfect. It's going to stay right here all night long. Grip this. Um, start over. The us, right? The us, we think it refers to, it is, the, when, when, I, when I say us, does that mean me? No, it means a group, right? At least a group of, of people. Us is a, a group. But here, I want you to understand, he's not referring to the church. He's referring to the leadership of the church. If you remember in chapter chapters 1, 2, and 3, he's talked about some follow Paul, some follow Cephas, which is a name for, for Peter. Some follow Apollos. He says, quit, quit getting in your groups and say, this is who I follow. So right here in this verse, the us is referring to leadership of the church. So the challenge here is for church lead, leaders. Now, as I looked at this, I went, dear Lord, why in the world am I preaching and teaching this to youth? Because actually, the lesson and the truth is for church leaders and what they're supposed to look like. But this is why it's important. Um, 
some of you are even saying to yourself, well, Pastor Dan, I'm never going to, I'm 11 or 12 or I'm 14. I'm never going to be a leader in a church. Um, what does this really have to do with me? And I've learned to never say never. You see, I told God I was never going to be a pastor. And when I even told God I would be one, I, I told him I would be one that wasn't going to speak each week in front of a crowd. And every time I've said never, God has gone Challenge accepted. And so be careful saying never to God because I think those are the ones that he wants to go, okay, do my will, not your own will. Um, I um, I had a student in youth ministry 25 years ago. I was, I was 12 at the time uh, when I was leading a youth group. Um, not really, I was older than that. Uh, and this student was named Todd Turner. And Todd was a good kid, nice kid, but he didn't, didn't have faith in God. He came to church stuff because his, his parents made him come, but, uh, and, and he was polite, but he never really bought into this church, church thing. Uh, Todd was really one of the least likely I would ever expect to be a church le le leader. Um, or probably the least likely I would expect to have faith in God and have any, any impact of his life that was going to point, point to God. He was just, he was nice, but he, he didn't care. One night, uh, he, was, he was out with his, his brother. They had, had drank. Todd was probably 17 at the time. And um, they went on a construction site, and there was a big... Backo, big backo type rig, front end loader trucks. They were in, on the site. It was a huge site where they were putting some homes. No one was there. It was late at night, about 1 a.m. They, they had, had 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 drank some, and they went to one of the uh, rigs, and they tried to start it with the toolbox key from his truck, and for one of them, it cranked it up. They start to joyride on this, on this big rig that they have no business being on. That's not theirs. It's stolen at, at this point. And he goes up a hill, and he misjudged it because he just didn't understand how to drive one. And, it, and it, the thing begins to, to tip over. His brother's in it with him. It's one of those that has the metal frames in front of you, like posts in front, posts behind you, and like a metal roof, but it's clear on each side. His, his brother's hang, hanging on the side of it. He jumps free and he jumps clear as the thing begins to roll. Todd tries to jump clear and he didn't make it. It beneath the knee. It didn't, ki didn't kill him, but it severed his knee right, right be be beneath the knee right there at, on the site. I remember it was Christmas Eve Eve. It was December twenty-third, 1 a.m. I get a, a call something's wrong, you need to head down to Baptist. Todd may not not make it. It was a bad cut. He had lost a lot of blood. Um, and my, I remember my wife and I jumped in the car and we shot down there. I don't think we even had, had Noah yet at the time. And um, Todd made it. He lost his leg, of course. Um, but can I tell I, 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 I tell you? And one, one day, uh, and, and I've just begun to talk with Todd again a little bit. I'm going to get Todd up here to share his story. That day changed Todd. God became real for Todd that day. 
Todd, this guy who came, and like even some of you that are in this room, I know that you're here. You, you come, you come just because you're supposed to, because your friends are here. I get it. But that day, everything t- changed for Todd. Todd put his faith in Christ, I think, sometime within that, that, that week. And Todd has been a leader in his church for years. He's been a, a, he was first a deacon in his church, and he was the leader of the, uh, the, the chairman of the, the, the deacons in his church. And I remember when I heard this, I called Todd and go, Todd Turn- Turner, chairman of the, the deacons? Like, people look up to you and you lead things in the church? Todd and, and his wife share the gospel with refugees from around the world that come into town and they've got a ministry that they do least likely i would expect to do it so as we we look at this text tonight it's for church 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 leaders and who they're they're supposed to be i think many in this room i know you've got the potential to be i think the odds are many are going to be leaders in your church whether it's paid or not paid you're going to be serving in great ways within your church this list applies to you so that's why it's important that we're here tonight why else this is important is this you are under the authority of your parents right now but when you're 18 19 or 20 or 21 whenever you move out of your house and all of a sudden make a life for yourself you need to know what to look for in a church leader it's sad to say but there's a lot out there that are not qualified for the position to do it the three things that it lists here there's a lot there's many out there that don't ascribe to these things and the world just lets it float on by and i want you to be prepared okay are you ready yes did that make sense of why we're here i know that was a long story uh and and i do look forward to a day where i can bring todd here i've got actually a shot of todd um there's todd right there you can see um uh He's older now, um, but um, see his legs. Got a, that's not his real leg on the back. That's a, okay. You can take it down. Uh, and Todd's a fantastic guy. I love Todd. God's been doing. So, when you, what do you look for in a leader of a church, or if you are a leader of a church? First and foremost, in the text it says you're a servant of Christ. A servant. Now that's a simple phrase. We've read this phrase a lot. Paul refers to himself this way a lot, but I want you to understand what the word ser- ser- servant means here. In the MacArthur com- commentary, the word servant literally means under rower. It means under rower. What does that mean? It is, it is the servant slave who would be at the bottom of the ship that would be there to row, and all they would do is row. No one cared about them. No one looked out for them. If they died, they died and someone took their place. They were the least important servant there was. And it's interesting that he, 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 he uses that word right here, uh, servant of, of Christ. So, and it's just some, some things about the the. the under rower, also known as a galley slave, they were they were the lowest rank, they 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 worked the heart hardest, and they were the least appreciated. So in the church, do we understand this truth? It's not a, a, about you. It's not about folks patting your back, saying how great you are and what you're doing. 
first and foremost, you're a servant of Christ. Now, we, we have a, a, an, a problem in the world that we live in, and if you go online or if you're on social media at all or look at the news, we have a thing called celebrity pastors. That's like an oxymoron in a lot of ways. I don't know if those two words really should go to, together, but there's these guys who are well-known around the world, and a lot of them are living a, a lifestyle that doesn't honor God and doesn't look like a servant of God. I'm not going to point out names. I could go through a list of lists, but you are smart enough to look and see who is acting like a servant and who is not. There is a site um, on Instagram called Preachers in, in Sneakers. Uh, and this is a site that puts pa- pastors up with their footwear that they wear when they preach. And then on the same slide, it shows how much those shoes cost. I know. I was like, I don't know how I came across this. But, but here's, here's one of them right here, right? So there's a guy as he's doing something on stage. That's how much that pair of shoes costs right there for the preacher. I don't know if that's the wisest thing to do for a minister of the gospel to do. Here's a, a second pair, and there's, there's tons of them. Okay, this is an, an Air Jordan Retro High. That size shoe sells for about two grand for the pair. So y'all aren't appreciating me enough because I don't have these, these types of shoes. So can I get some, some of these shoes? No, seriously. So when I think servant of Christ... This is not what I think of. No offense to them, but I need you to be aware because students and young people have a problem of putting a lot of weight into someone who's cool and what they, what they say is cool, but if you look at their life, it's not reflecting Christ at all. Be careful who you follow on social media, even if they say, I'm a Christian, uh, I'm a preacher of the gospel. Make sure... They look like a, a servant of Christ. First thing. Sec, second, and look at, at verse, um, throw verse 1 back up there. Uh, there you go. This said, said, this is how one should regard us. He's talking about leaders in the church as servants of Christ. And he says this, and stewards of the mysteries of God. It's interesting. I, I, I teach week in and week out, and... I don't know how much this message is for you than it is has been for me. Because I've been challenged and in, encouraged on how I'm supposed to behave and act much as I've worked through this text. And I love the way it says I'm a steward of the m- mystery of God. See, the truth of God's word is found in his word. And this is what we're called to do. We're, we're, we're called to preach the whole counsel of the word of God. That means we're called to preach it all. Stuff that is easy to preach stuff that's hard to preach. We're supposed to preach it all. A steward is one who's given responsibility to, to gov- govern, lead, and rule, but they, they aren't the king. Steward is never the king. And so he's referred to someone that God has made you responsible. So in one phrase, he's called us the lowest of the low and as high as we can get beneath the king, but we're still that servant. But we're to give out to provide for the kingdom to protect, to grow, or to do the wishes of the king. That's what the steward does. They don't do stuff for themselves. They do stuff for the king. When you're looking for a church leader, especially as you grow up, look for these traits. They are very 
very important. There's a, a quote from MacArthur's first Corinthians commentary, and this was a magazine interview from a high-profile, well-known pastor. I'm not going to give his name, but I want you to look at sort of of, have, have, uh, of what he was, what was written. I decided the pulpit was no longer to be a teaching platform, but an instrument of spiritual therapy. Um, I no longer preach sermons. I create exper- ex- experiences. I don't have time to wait to write a sy- systematic the, the, theology to give a solid the, theological basis for what I intuitively know and intuitively believe is right. What he's saying is what my heart thinks is right. Okay, every sermon has to has to begin with the heart. If you ever hear me pre- preaching a, a sermon against adultery, you'll know what my problem is. If you ever hear me preaching a sermon about the coming of Christ, you'll know that's where I am heart-wise. It so happens I'm not hung up on either one of those areas, so I've never preached a sermon on either one. I could not, I could not in print or in public deny the virgin birth of Christ or the physical resurrection of Christ Jesus or the return of Christ, but when I have something I can't comprehend, I just don't deal with it. Can I tell you this? well-known, adored pastor. That is not being a steward of the mysteries of God. There are things that I teach, and I teach as well as I can, but some of this is a mystery. The, 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 the pre- preacher will preach the best he can, but there's some things I don't have all the answers for, but the word is, is, is worth teaching so a steward of the mysteries of god not what i read there that's not a steward um and then it says this in verse two put verse two up it says uh more moreover it is required of stewards that they be found faithful so you're you're hunting for a servant of christ steward of the the mystery of god who is faithful what what, what does that mean He's doing the things God has called him to do. She is doing the things God has called her to do. If they are not doing those things, you need to be careful. You need to be careful. The fourth thing is this. So the first thing is this, be faithful. Easy point. If they're not being faithful, if they don't reflect Christ, there's a problem. The fourth is this. Easy. Not easy. Easy. a, by, judged by God, not man. Okay? A church, church leader is judged by God, not man. Now, in verses 3 through 5, the term judge, you see it a, a couple times. You see it in verse 3, you see it in verse 4, or a version of the word judge. The better word there, when we think of judge, we think this. Mm, yay. Mm, nay. And in this, the, the, the world we, we live in now, it's very much either you're for me or against against me i judge you and be gone to me you're dead to me if you don't agree with me which is crazy it's got to come back around to sanity and at some point i believe it will lord help us but we think of the word judge yay or nay a better word here in the text with the greek is used is examine not judge so when you see the word judge change that for the word 
examine. Let, let me read through verse 3 through, through verse 5 with that in, in mind. But with me, it's a very small thing that I should be ex examined by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even examine myself. For I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not therefore acquitted. It is the Lord who examines me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment or the final assessment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring light to the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the pur pur purposes of the heart. You, you know what this means? If you've got a church lead, a leader that is a servant of Christ and is a steward of the, the mystery of God and they're faithful, don't nitpick them about everything. He's, he's, he's saying this because in verses in, 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 in chapters 1, 2, 3, some are going, I like Paul a lot better than I like Peter. Some are going, man, I, you like Paul? Man, I like Peter a lot better than uh, 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 Apollos. And then they're going, well, Apollos, he's just not there. They're nitpicking over things. And Paul's saying, are they a servant? Are they a steward? Are they faithful? Quit nitpicking because as a as a as a servant of God, as a, 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 a leader in, of, of the church, if I'm a, a servant of God, I serve God and not, not man. God is my ma ma master, man is not. So I'm going to heed God, whatever he calls me to do. Some people may be great at speaking. <laughs> I don't, no, I'm not, not really great at getting words out. You can nitpick all day long. There's things we can nitpick about everybody, but are they a servant are they a steward? Are they faithful? If they are, those are some guys, signs of a really strong church leader. Support them. Now listen, <clears throat> this doesn't mean anyone who leads the church you should trust and you can't talk back to them. You know, Paul, Paul, Paul even said, don't examine them. Don't give them a, a hard time. Paul even said this, I don't even give myself a hard time because God is my mat. Master, as long as I, as I, I follow him, he will be my judge. He will be the one that examines me. But the Bible's clear, so, so don't miss this point. There are peop, 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 people in the church that we've even read some quotes on and talked about that are not people that you should follow. For ex example, Matthew 7, 15 through, through 17 says this, Beware of false prophets who comes to you, who come to you in sheep's clothes, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are, are grapes get, get gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. So right away we understand when he says we're examined by God and not man. It, well, if they're in charge of the church, I'm just going to follow whatever they say. No, are they a, a servant of Christ? Are they a steward of the mysteries of God? And are they faithful? If they are those things, then you follow. It also says in Matthew 18, 6, but, um, um, but whoever, this is those that teach in the church, whoever causes one, of, of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck than to be drowned in the depth of the sea. 
Huh. That's scary. Can I tell you, for me, that's terrifying. And there's a lot of times youth come, hey, Pastor Dan, can I preach in the edge? And I say, no, you can't preach. Are you going to share something about what God's doing in your life? Sure. But you can't teach or preach because I want you to understand before you do that, that there is a greater responsibility held on you. It says in James 3.1, not many of you should become te teachers, my brothers, for, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. So understand, expect your ch church, church leaders, whether that's youth pastor, your pastor, your worship leader, your small group leader, ex expect them to be servants of Christ and reflect that, to be stewards of the mysteries of God. That means they don't water down or they, they don't just, I'm going to teach you just about God's love and not about sin and, and your, your need for Christ. Keep that in mind. For some, you will be called. Some in this room, and you might be saying, not me, no way. I know, I know who you are because I was just like, I'll never, I'm, I'm never going to be called to be a faithful church leader. You will be stunned what God can do because you think, man, I don't think God can use me. Dude, I understand that completely. And you would be amazed. Um, there's, there's, I've gotten to serve a lot of youth for a lot, a lot of years, but Todd, Todd Turner, dude, I love what God did, the redemption in a story. Within 24 hours of when he lost his leg, he was walking again on a fake leg. He surfs, he skis, he jet skis, he does everything with it. It never slowed him down, but it woke him up, and he has loved people, he has loved God, he's been faithful, he leads well in his home, and it's more than I can ask for, it's more than what so many men do, and he's, he's served in his church. For some of you will be called to be a servant of Christ. You know what that means? You are going to do things in your church, whether you're paid or not paid, whether you're on staff or not, you're called to do things. You might be the last one there and the last one to shut out the lights and no one's ever going to say, hey, thank you for that. You might have to be the one that cleans the toilet that gets clogged at camp and that can be bad, really bad. And no one's going to applaud you when you come out with a pin on your nose and a bag of, huh. you're just going to do it. And you're doing it as a, a, a servant of Christ. That's what you're called to do. That's what you're called to be. And be that now. That verse we, we said in the, in the start, let no one did despise you because of your youth, but set an ex example in, in speech. I can't think of the rest of them right now. Love. Thank, thank you, babe. You got it. You need to ask Michelle. Be a servant. Be a steward of the mysteries of God. And if you're called to lead in the church, man, just teach the truth of God. Got it? God can, can use you in mighty ways. He, 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 he has used me sometimes the most, I think, when I feel like I've done the worst or the least. Because it's not in my power that things get done. It's in his. Just be faithful. Third point. Be faithful. And remember this, 
You're called to lead in the church. God is your, your master. Man is not. No deacon body is. If you're honoring Christ and you truly are and doing those first three things, keep honoring her. Listen to criticism, okay? Because sometimes we can learn. There's some truth there that sometimes we're, we're human. Pastor Dan is, 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 is human. My wife is like, amen. I mean, we, 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 we struggle. We, we, we're trying to do right, but we're, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. Sometimes criticism comes. Sometimes a brother will come to me and go, hey, I think you need to work on this. Because of my, my faith in Christ and a brother comes to me, I've got to think about that and weigh what he's saying. And a lot of times I'm like, gosh, you're right. Sorry. For the rest of you that you may not, not serve or lead in the church, I think most of you can. Man, if you will just follow God, you will and you can and make an impact. But wherever you go, find the leadership that serves. They're a servant of Christ. That the, everything is not about them. It's about pointing you to Christ. Find someone that's a steward of the mysteries of God, about the Word of God. That's why what we do here a lot is we teach through an entire book at a time. Why? Because it's safer, because we won't miss stuff. We won't teach things that we just are easy to talk about. We're going to teach whatever the next text says, and it, it, it really holds us accountable to be faithful to, te to teach it, and the context is important. And find someone in the church is faithful. Uh, and what I love... Even here, um, you've got small youth, uh, small group group leaders that are faithful, that are sharing you uh, stewards of the mysteries of God, that are, are ser servants of Christ, that will do the tasks no one cares about, no one is going to see, but they're going to do it. These are the people that we learn from and we grow from the best. So let's pray, and we're going to be um, dismissed in just a minute. Dear God, we, we thank you so much for tonight, uh, the chance just to talk about a passage um, that on first glance seems like it doesn't apply to the group, but at second glance, God, I think it so does. It's so important. God, we um, help help these students and adults be dis, dis, discerning of leadership that is that is yours and, and, and what is wolves and sheep's clothing those that aren't. Lord, help us be wise on what we allow to come into our lives, into our ears through so social media or YouTube. Lord, help us to be um, wise when it comes to as we grow up and as we go to church, um, as we uh, let uh, a, a church leader have authority in our lives, Lord, that it's someone who is a servant of you, who is a steward of you and is faithful. Um, and Lord, for those in this room, and I think there are many lead and lord there's even some now that are, are just leading among their peers i'm thankful so thankful for them lord help them to be first of all servants of you help them to be stewards of the mysteries of you and lord help help them to be faithful uh, in jesus name i pray amen